0: On the show today, Rich and I are joined by Barry Enderwick, who you might know as the Sandwiches of History Guy, to discuss his best and worst sandwiches and what he likes to eat with holiday leftovers. I'm your host, Brad Jackson, and you're listening to the December 12th, 2022 edition of Coffee & Co. Sean. So today we are joined by someone who, if you are on social media, you probably know. If your Instagram is mostly food, like my Instagram is mostly food, then you probably have seen uh, this before. Uh, We are joined by uh, Barry Enderwick, who you know as the Sandwiches of History guy. Barry, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. So um,
0: I want to talk about, before we sort of get into the best and worst of what you've had, first of all, just how do you get into doing this? This is not something that someone just wakes up and says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make a lot of crazy sandwiches and, and eat them for people to let them know what they're like.
1: Well, it depends on how far back you want to go. So I was working in marketing at Netflix from uh, 2001 to 2012. Um, and during that time, the last few years, I was doing international market exploration and that, you know, a publicly traded company. So, sharing anything on public media about our public, our social media, what I was doing would be considered uh, material, non-public information, which could affect the stock price. So, I had no social media presence whatsoever. Um, when I left Netflix, I realized as a marketer, I probably should know a little bit more about social media. So, I started accounts, and then I started like playing around. I I, I would leave uh, comments about potato chips on Facebook, and my friend said, "You should just start a vlog." I'm like, "Okay." So, I started reviewing potato chips that same friend uh, forwarded me a PDF of the up-to-date sandwich book of 1905 said this would be pretty fun to do on social media I'm like yes it would so I'm going to do it so I just started doing it because I've always love food and sandwiches and portable and you can put anything between two slices of bread um, and it has just snowballed from there I, now I have probably about 20 physical old cookbooks a lot of other ones I access via the internet archive uh, and then others people just send me pictures of old cookbooks that they've got. So
2: So what was, I I haven't, I, I, the algorithm is often derided, but the way I found you was the algorithm served you up one day and uh, on Instagram. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I love sandwiches and I haven't gone back through all the archives, but what
1: was the very first sandwich that you did? Wow. I don't know if I can remember the very first, you know, uh, one of the first I know for sure was the toast sandwich.
2: So for those who are <laughs> unfamiliar, <laughs> I have watched this video, uh, showed it to my family, but take us through the toast sandwich.
1: So it's from the 18, I think it's 1861. I forget the name of the cookbook right now, but, uh, it's basically you take a piece of toast, you butter it, salt, pepper, and put it between two slices of bread. Now, when I first heard it, I'm like, this is one of the dumbest sandwiches I've ever heard of. But <laughs> as it turns out, it was for people who were having digestive issues. That was the idea, is that they could they could eat something, um, and it would be calories and nutrition of sorts. And it turned out, the contrast of textures and that little bit of butter, salt, and, and pepper, it was not bad
2: and something that i appreciate you stay very close you you are known for plussing things up that's your kind of one of your catchphrases <laughs> is let's plus this up where you uh, you add a little bit to the sandwiches but you try to stay very true and it's uh, very interesting to me to think about what people would make and what they would submit to cookbooks when ingredients were not as easy to come by. You know, we live in a golden age of being able to find anything. But in the past, you kind of had to make do with what you had. Yeah, And that's something that's very interesting to me is just like, okay, I'm going to write down a recipe for a sandwich that's salted and peppered tomato between two slices of buttered bread, right. <laughs> which is not something that, you know, if you're making a cookbook in 2022, you're not going to include that recipe.
1: No one would publish that. No, <laughs> no, it's true. It uh, they're, they're, The interesting thing also is that there's a lot of overlap between the, the the recipe books, right? All of them have an onion sandwich. All of them have some sort of like anchovy combination of anchovy sandwiches, um, and some are the same. Some are a little bit different, but uh, it, the overlap is pretty remarkable as well. Um, but you know, like I, I look at the the, the book uh, Thousand One Sandwiches" from 1936. First of all, 1,001 sandwiches, they're not all going to be home runs. There's just no <laughs> way that's going to happen. Right? Um, but the other thing that's interesting, it's like 1936, okay, the Depression was in full swing. You'd think like – like, and some of the sandwiches in there they are like, oh, it's hard times. That's why they did it. It was bare bones. And it's like, no, the lettuce sandwich was in there because the lettuce sandwich was something people like to eat. There's also a caviar sandwich in there. So <laughs> it, it's kind of weird, um, but it's it's fascinating to me. So
2: what is one of the best sandwiches that you have come across in the course of doing this?
1: Yeah, so, so that's so kind of tough, because I do International Sandwich Sunday, and those are still, they've, they've stood the test of time. They're fantastic, um, but they don't really qualify. Well, they might qualify, I guess, as sandwiches of history, because they've been around for a while. Um, but like the Pan Bagnat from um, Nice uh, in France is quite good. Um, the... Um, Oh, a, a great one was the, uh, I'm going to say, I'm probably going to say this wrong and I have to apologize. Uh, Ru-ji-mo, I think it's ru mo from China, 200 BC. Um, and it's, it's been around since then and it's still made today and it is just amazingly delicious.
0: Okay. So let me ask you about some of the crazier sandwiches you've made just, a, and you have a long list, but just recently <laughs> you did a peanut butter and pickled jalapeno. And separately, yeah. a peanut butter and tuna.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, man, I, I I could not come up with a worse combination, I think. What were those like?
1: So the, so the peanut butter and pickled jalapeno actually worked for me because I, I grew up eating peanut butter and dill pickle sandwiches. So I, I love that. And the, the jalapeno is just a spicier version of that dill pickle. So for me, that worked really well. The tuna and peanut butter one, did not work for me very well. Although I did, uh, I've seen a couple of suggestions which uh, I did think about doing, but I didn't do. So I might go back and do a little uh, like recipe remix on it, and try a Thai version with cilantro and sriracha with the peanut butter and tuna, and then one with hoisin sauce, because uh, the sweet might go. help out. Um, But both of those were uh, sandwiches of our history. Um, Like uh, the the peanut butter and pickled jalapeno was another podcast, the moon underwater podcast. Um, Those guys, uh, that was one of his college roommates made it. And then the uh, other one was a submitted uh, by a guy who said that his friend's mother used to make it for them when they were kids. And it's funny because his account that he originally submitted the the sandwich with is gone. I'm like, Oh man, I got punked. Um, but no, he, he has another <laughs> account. He showed up, he commented and he said like, no, we, we did she did make that for us all the time. And as a kid, I thought it was really good, but I don't think I'd like it now. <laughs> like, why'd you tell me about it? <laughs> <laughs> is uh, there that's...
0: one ingredient that you've seen um, sort of across this broad spectrum of sandwiches you've done that when you see it on a list, you just know it's going to make for a good
1: sandwich. <laughs> uh, typically, anytime roast beef is mentioned, it's. I, I, I mean, obviously, you have to like beef, but I, <laughs> roast beef is a, a, a fantastic classic ingredient. Um, what else would be a good one? I, I wouldn't say tuna, but tuna's kind of hit or miss. Canned salmon's kind of hit or miss. Chicken tends to be a pretty solid performer. Uh, there's not a lot of weird combinations with chicken for some reason.
2: Which is interesting. You would think chicken would be the weird combination ingredient as opposed to tuna. Right. But then again, I guess when you're talking shelf-stable items and things like that with people making these portable sandwiches, it stands to reason that that's why tuna and sardines and everything shows up so
1: much. Exactly. Exactly.
2: So – if you were going to just make a sandwich for yourself, as opposed to making a sandwich, is there one that you have a go to? Is there anything that you've in, invented
1: throughout this journey? Well, I wouldn't. There's not one that I've. Well, first of all, I don't really eat a lot of sandwiches outside of sandwiches of history, since I'm eating a sandwich every <laughs> day. Um, so I haven't really like kind of start I haven't really experimented with my own sandwiches per se, other than what I've done in the past. Um, and it depends on my mood people ask me all the time, what's your favorite sandwich? It's like, depend, what's the weather like? Am I hungry? Am I sort of hungry? Uh, you know, what, what time of day is it? So it, I've got a bunch of sandwiches that I love. I love the peanut butter pickle sandwich. I love the, uh, I love a BLT I actually like a BLT with, um, shrimp uh, that's quite delicious. To throw some sh- grilled shrimp in there, um, a muffaletta, always always a solid sandwich. Um, but as far as ones that I've made myself, I have not really concocted any yet. Oh, actually, that's not true. I, I made one up for my friend who he and his buddy do a graphic uh, kind of like graphic novel for teens, um, and I had to make one up for his fantasy novel, and it was um, egg o' waffles, chunky peanut butter, smoked duck breast, and strawberry pop rocks. It was good.
0: I actually really like the sound of that. That's probably a great I'm drunk sandwich, you know. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it was actually it was it was. Well, I figure you know, like I know that peanut butter and duck work. I know peanut butter and and strawberry work. I know that duck and fruit work, right? So there were all like concepts that I've I've had experienced in other forms in actual restaurants and eating and cooking. But I just made it into a really <laughs> wacky version.
2: So I've got one that's super complicated. I actually uh, made it up recently for my oldest daughter. Who's uh, so I love sandwiches, and I'm kind of like you. It's it depends on the day. Never go wrong with a muffaletta. Sometimes my mom will uh, have uh, muffalettas from Central Grocery shipped to me, That's and uh, which is always a lovely thing. Yeah. But uh, my daughter is into the sandwiches, and she gets creative. And... Uh, Recently, I kind of made a play on a bon me for her, which I, she said it was good. I'm not sure how really good it was once it had been in her lunchbox and reheated. But I uh, kind of started like I was making the tomato from Turkey and the Wolf, which you have featured. Oh, and uh, I toasted my bread, toasted one side of two slices of uh, sourdough. But it wasn't a real sour sourdough. Mm-hmm. And then onto the toasted sides, I layered fried Spam. Uh, pork chop slices of pork chop that I had cooked in the instant pot and like some uh, uh, orange juice and Worcestershire, yeah. And then I added a, a mozzarella, sliced red onion, cilantro, and I did, gave that like the grilled cheese treatment. And nice. they gave her a little sauce on the side that was uh, like some uh, it was mayo, spicy barbecue sauce, sriracha, garlic powder, and maybe some chili powder. And she not supposed to use her phone at school, but I got a text during lunch. She was like, that sandwich was delicious. I just inhaled it.
1: That's so, awesome. I'm looking
2: for a complicated one, you know, that involves all of this prep work. There you go.
1: Now, did you, did you think of this in advance? Do you think I'm going to do this, this, or did, or was it you were making, you're like, you know what, this needs this.
2: So it was kind of a, this needs this. I had seen a video where somebody was making a campfire play on the Bon Me, using potted meat instead of pate, because they didn't want to, you know, have all this stuff out in the woods. And, you know, it's funny when I was growing up, spam was like poor food, but now my kids love spam. Oh yeah. And I'm they, like, you know, great the, job <laughs> with marketing. Yes. And the spam kind of has that soft texture of a pate. So I was like, you know what? And the, the first version I made for myself was more traditional. I did it on French loaf without the, uh, with just a little barbecue sauce. Cause I didn't have poison or anything around. But then I was, uh, I was trying to help her. She had homework or something. I was like, all right, well, you want me to make your lunch for tomorrow? And she's like, yes, just make it. I don't care what it is. Just do something. And mm-hmm. I know she likes cilantro and mozzarella and spam and pork and red onions. So it's like, we have all these things. Let's just throw it together and see what happens. And she's had several more since then.
1: That's that's a that's an excellent vote of confidence. That's that's amazing because that could have gone sideways. Yeah, it really could have. (laughs) You never
0: know. (laughs) Okay, so, Barry, let me ask you this. It's it's the holiday time of year. A lot of people uh, have big meals at this time, whether it's turkey or it's uh, a rack of lamb or it's uh, a roast of some variety. When you have leftovers the next day, what's your go to sandwich at this time of year for those leftovers?
1: Well, I, I mean, I just did the moist maker right after Thanksgiving, which is that sandwich from Fr- the TV yeah, show Friends, and it's it's brilliant. I don't know like who <laughs> came up with the idea of soaking a piece of bread in gravy, but it gets gravy into the sandwich and it doesn't drip all over the place. It's it's like nice. Um, so yeah, I, I I tend to use that as my model. Like, how can we get the different? I, when I when I look like when I look for uh, or I think about plus ups this is how I would approach the leftover sandwiches the same way is that I would think about texture. I would think about, can I, can I bring stuff in from other cuisines? Um, can I think about, are there complementary flavors that could actually help? Um, so I just try to think in those kind of term general terms. So, you know, depending on what you have left over, you just want to kind of like change it up. And you know, one of the, for me at least when I have like a Thanksgiving dinner, I don't necessarily want Thanksgiving sandwich Although the Moist Maker is pretty much a Thanksgiving sandwich. But I like the idea of uh, changing it up. It's like using turkey and maybe mole sauce or something like that. Uh,
2: So So just for everyone listening who, if you are unfamiliar, you don't stop with just sandwiches. You've also got Barry's Craft Beer. You've got In the Chips with Barry. Uh, You've got the Ice Cream Channel, which you just recently made. A bacon jalapeno cheddar ice cream, and uh, so just go ahead and, and market yourself right now, Barry. Tell everybody where to find you. You've got merchandise available.
1: Do so. Just yeah. go ahead and drop all that for us. Okay. So obviously we got sandwiches of history. Um, the the original thing that got me started on this was uh, down uh, social media was um, in the chips with Barry, which is also on uh, TikTok instagram facebook and youtube um but i also have on tiktok and instagram i have uh, ice cream o'clock or berries ice cream o'clock depending on which platform you're on and there i try to do sweet and savory combos of ice cream and what you just talked about that was i was trying to do a jalapeno popper type ice cream that's it that's it <laughs> and i got close i got close the bacon i didn't use enough bacon to infuse that in and i'm trying to do it so that depending on what the ice cream is, I'm trying to do it so that it's infused in, I'm not just sprinkling bacon on top, right? So, um, but Ice Cream O'Clock, uh, Craft Beer berry on Instagram, where I review craft beers, but those are just pictures and descriptions, it's not really any video. Um, and then Barry is cooking again on Instagram, and Barry Cooks TikTok on TikTok, where I try recipes that I see that I want to try, give, you know, give a go.
0: So Barry, do you have any free time?
1: Uh, what's that? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fair amount between my day job and and doing all this. Um, but I try to plan it out. Um, so that like, you know, I record in the chips, I I do three episodes and a thing called can it sandwich where I put the potato chips in each of the chips between buttered bread to see if they can sandwich. Um, I record that all in one go on a Wednesday. And then typically on Sundays I'll record, uh, as many sandwiches as as I can handle. Um, because I trying to do it during the week is just too stressful, so I just try to do it by planning and and and, and batching
0: that's incredible that's incredible and
1: the, the, the sandwiches I post every day uh in the chips with Barry, I post three reviews and then the can sandwich and then the, everything else is just sort of ad hoc when I have time when I have stuff to to share um there's no regular posting on ice cream o'clock per se or or craft beer berry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So you must uh, like really go into this with a professional approach because you change shirts and stuff, don't you, for the. Yeah, because I kind of just assumed that every day
1: it was like, all right, well, it started off that way. I did. I was doing that where I was just like, I'm going to make a sandwich, film it, edit it, upload it. Um, but it just got to be like the more complex sandwiches I would just. Couldn't get to them. I couldn't do them because I didn't have enough time on my lunch break to, to to do it. So I switched to doing this so that I can actually take my time, try and do a good job, do some more complex sandwiches. And so yeah, I do. I do the whole like swap out of the shirt because you know people tune in every day. They see a new video. They're not going to want to see me wearing the same shirt.
0: <laughs> and uh, that's why we only do a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, so you can check Barry out on, as he mentioned, just about any social media platform you possibly have on your phone or your computer. Barry, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. had a lot of fun. Appreciate it.